Hello and welcome to the Sex Within Marriage podcast. My name is JD and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com. And a few years ago, I was talking to a client during a coaching call and we got off on a bit of a tangent about condom use. Uh, I explained a few ways that people tend to lower the protection of condoms when they use them. And he was, well, shocked because he'd done many of them and had no idea that every time he did that, he was increasing the chance of conception. And so I've had this idea for a post on the back burner for quite a while until last week when I mentioned in response to an anonymous question that if you don't want kids, then you shouldn't have sex because even condoms and birth control are not perfectly effective when used correctly. And most people don't know that they're not using them correctly. Uh, When I posted that, one of our supporters asked if I could write up that post. So here we go, because, well, my supporters do so much for me. I'm happy to help them out. Uh, In this post, I'm only talking about uh, birth control side effects, not the effects that this could have on STDs and STIs. I'm also not going to address every birth control method, just the three I hear about the most. I'm also not going to be discussing natural family planning because that is, at best, a delay method, not a method of birth control. So here are things you may be doing to mess up your birth control plans. We're going to start with condoms because that's how this idea started. Now with perfect use, condoms prevent pregnancy 98, maybe 99% of the time. However, most people won't use them perfectly. The accepted stat is that about 13 out of 100 people using condoms as their only method of birth control will get pregnant each year. Um, So that's a bit more than a 1 in 10 chance. Sadly, most stats that you see online about birth control methods only show best case results from lab tests under perfect conditions, not how people use it in a realistic environment or situation. So here's how you can mess it up if you are not a lab technician. Uh, First is starting intercourse without a condom. Lots of people, men and women, don't like the feel of condoms, so they'll start intercourse without a condom and then wait until the man is about to orgasm before putting one on. Uh, This is problematic for two reasons. The first is that sometimes people orgasm quicker than they expect or without warning. All it takes is the right phrase, moan, move, squeeze, and you've ruined your plan. The second is that pre-ejaculate, also known as pre-cum, can contain sperm. And pre-ejaculate can be emitted at any time, unlike an orgasm, you're not likely to feel it. Next is that proper use dictates that you leave about one centimeter, that's about three-eighths of an inch, roughly, at the top of a condom to collect semen. If you don't, there's a risk that it will be pushed back down the shaft and may escape the condom before you withdraw. Along the same lines, while there should be room, that space should not be filled with air. Nearly half of people forget to pinch the tip of the condom when putting it on to remove air from the reservoir at the end. Uh, About half the people fail to do this, according to surveys. Next is that people forget to look for damage to the condom before they put it on. Uh, Condoms sometimes fail to be made properly, stored properly, or used before they expire, which is in about one to five years, depending on the brand. Don't use it if it's faulty, torn, expired, etc. If you don't check, though, then you won't know. Uh, Next, it's recommended that you use a water-based or silicone-based lubricant when using condoms. If you're using one that has oil in it, like lotions, Vaseline, oil-based lubes, uh, including potentially coconut oil, I see conflicting studies on that, then it can damage the latex and make it break. Uh, One study showed that about 40% of the people have had condoms break on them. But you should use some lubrication because if you don't and there's too much friction, that can cause condoms to break as well. Uh, A big one is that um, 
you can accidentally spread pre-ejaculate onto the condom. And this can happen in a couple of ways. The first is that you simply have it on your hands before opening the condom and putting it on, whether that's because the man touched his penis or the woman did, and they put the condom on him, opened the package, or picked up the package. Uh, if you've already started some play and started maybe with like a hand job or something like that, then there's a risk that there could be semen on there. And then if you're touching the condom, well, now it's going to get inside of her. The other way is that people will sometimes accidentally put the condom on upside down, quickly realize it, then turn it around and put it back on. Of course, in doing this, you've potentially contaminated the outside of the condom uh, with pre-ejaculate, which again, contains sperm, which of course could result in pregnancy. Uh, one study showed that up to 30% of people have done this. I've personally talked to men who didn't realize this was problematic. Next is not being careful about where ejaculate goes. Uh, another thing people don't realize is that you don't have to ejaculate inside of a woman in order to get her pregnant. If you ejaculate on the vulva or near the vaginal opening, sperm cells can swim into the vagina and cause pregnancy. So if you're having sex, pull out, take the condom off, ejaculate on your partner, and it lands on her vulva, this could result in pregnancy. Uh, by the same reasoning, anal sex isn't a foolproof way of avoiding pregnancy either because often the sperm leaks out. And if it travels towards the vagina, the woman can theoretically get pregnant. It's unlikely, but it is possible. Also, if the male orgasms and gets ejaculate on his hands or on hers and then proceeds with manual sex on the woman or she touches herself, uh, this can result in pregnancy as well. Um, people unroll condoms the wrong way sometimes. Uh, condoms should be put on while they're still rolled up and then rolled down the penis. However, some studies show that up to 25% of people unroll it first and then put it on, and that can lead to damaging the condom. Don't do that. Um, not unrolling the condom the entire way is also problematic because they are designed to be unrolled the entire way to provide enough surface area and friction to keep them on. If you leave too much of it unrolled, then it can come, come off mid-session and, well, then it's not helping you at all. Uh, not withdrawing quickly enough is another problem. While it's nice to stay together and just be intimate after orgasm and hold each other, unfortunately, this can be a problem with condoms. The longer you wait, the higher the chance ejaculate will migrate down the shaft or the condom will slip off as you lose your erection increasing leaks and the chance of pregnancy. And lastly, uh, storage. Condoms are meant to be stored at room temperature and are not designed to withstand very hot or cold conditions. If you've left them in a car during the summer or winter, then they are suspect. If you leave them in a cottage that isn't heated all year round and you get freezing temperatures in the winter, don't trust them. And those, I think, are all the ways that I can think of that you can incorrectly use a condom that will make them work less effectively. Uh, some are minor, some are pretty major, but each of them drops that protection down from that 98% that exists in a lab by trained technicians down to the 80 whatever percentage that we see in real life. Next, I just want to talk about birth control pills for a bit. Uh, hormonal birth control pills have a similar claim, about 99% effectiveness if used properly. And some of the improper uses are obvious. Some of the others are not. Um, for example, skipping a pill or forgetting to take them for a day or a series of day obviously will negatively impact the effectiveness. Uh, now, most doctors will tell you that missing a single day isn't a problem. However, they'll also tell you to make sure that you take them at the same time every day. And so that's a bit confusing. Uh, some will say there's a 24 to 48 hour kind of safe window for missing a pill. And then others say it should be taken the same hour every day without fail. 
And it seems to be that the combination pill is more tolerant of a missed day or irregular times, whereas the progestin only pill should be taken within the same three hour window every day to maintain effectiveness. Uh, either way, I'd suggest sticking to a schedule if you want it to be that 99% effectiveness. Um, if you've missed a pill, generally the advice is that you should not trust it until you've had seven days straight of not forgetting it and taking it at the same time every day. The ones that are not so obvious are that some medications and herbal supplements can make birth control pills less effective. Some of these are pretty rare, like there's a drug used to treat tuberculosis and some HIV drugs, but other ones are pretty common. For example, some antifungal medications, I have the names of all these drugs in the blog post, I just don't want to try to say them. Um, they're used to treat athlete's foot and jock itch. They do have a low chance of interfering with hormonal birth control. As well, a whole bunch of anti-seizure meds do as well, so check with your doctor if you're on any of those. Um, Another one used for sleep disorders like narcolepsy and sleep apnea. It also lessens the effectiveness as well. Um, so you should use another form of birth control if you're on them. As well, some popular cold medications. Uh, in the States, a very common one is Sudafed, which tends to make your body burn through birth control faster, uh, which makes them less effective. And lastly, there are a bunch of herbs as well, including St. John's warts, saw, palmetto, alfalfa, garlic pills, and flaxseed. They can all interfere with your birth control pills. So if you are using hormonal birth control pills uh, and have other medications, you have to make sure that they're not going to conflict, even if those medications are as simple as um, cold meds to get rid of a stuffy nose. And lastly, I just want to touch on breastfeeding quickly uh, because a lot of people use breastfeeding as a method of birth control. Thankfully, I don't think most think it's perfect because it's not. If you're breastfeeding and you have given birth to a baby less than three months ago, there's a very low chance of getting pregnant again. It happens, but it's less than 1%. It's uh, statistically zero. Uh, frankly, it's more effective than condoms or birth control pills. At three to six months post-birth and still breastfeeding, that goes to about a 2% chance. Uh, it's about as effective as condoms in perfect conditions then. At six months, you're about a 6% chance. Um, lastly, all these numbers go out the window if your period starts. If it does, then breastfeeding is no longer an effective form of contraceptive. Only about 7% of women have their cycle start in the first six months. Uh, about 35% go from six to 12 months, and about 8% manage to keep it past 24 months. Um, the rest, so about 50%, uh, generally start between that 12 to 24 month period after giving birth if they keep breastfeeding or when they stop breastfeeding. Of course, those are all guidelines, theoretical, and merely chances. As I've said before, if you're having sex, you should be prepared to get pregnant unless you're sterile through some other means. And a vasectomy or tubal lication doesn't count as sterilization. It's a very low chance, but it's still possible. Uh, a complete hysterectomy will do it, and generally, if you're menopausal and haven't had a period in over a year, then you're considered sterile from my understanding, other than through IVF. So, as a whole bunch of stuff, I hope it was educational for somebody. At the end of the day, yeah, sex comes with the responsibility of children. Um, there's not really much of a way of getting around it. You can try to lower your chances, and you may never get pregnant accidentally, but lots of people do. Uh, without serious surgery or waiting until you're postmenopausal, you can't completely get rid of that possibility. So be responsible. 
This is also one reason why I believe sex should be reserved for marriage, because the possibility of starting a family is always there, and that should be done if not with intention, then at least in a committed, and by that I mean for life, relationship. <laughs> <laughs>